0: back to another episode of the KC Leaders Podcast. And Kansas Indians, I'm really excited today to uh, introduce Dan Savino, who is the Vice President of Artificial Intelligence. the a Senior Vice President. Senior Vice
1: President. Yeah, somehow they gave me a okay. title change.
0: So Senior Vice President of Artificial Intelligence for Select Quote, uh, Kansas City it is Kansas City-based business, right? Yeah, yeah it's okay. out of Overland Park. So a Kansas City-based business here that's been part of the fabric of Kansas City for many, many years now. So without any further ado, I'd like to thank Dan for being on the show today. Oh, I'm honored to be here. Thank okay. you. So Dan, can you give me a little bit of information about your background and how you ended up in KC?
1: I never, ever thought I'd be in Kansas. I was working in the Bay Area. You know, I worked for Intel, Intel for a while and then um, uh, transferred over to SelectQuote. Okay. I, I, I wanted to be out of technology. And Slackwood had a wonderful opportunity for me. I thought I'd, oh, I was selling life insurance for them. Got it. And they, I mean, it was a fantastic place. I really enjoyed, um, that role. And, um, and just over the years kind of worked up through sort of become like assistant sales manager and then a sales manager. And then, um, right after that time, uh, the majority shares had been purchased by, uh, someone that lived out here. And, um, uh, they said well we need to start an office in Kansas City we didn't we didn't have a presence here and uh, they said well, are you are you interested i was kind of interested but i never thought my wife would ever agree <laughs> and i texted her she, i said hey they want want us to move to kansas she said well maybe we should think about it and it blew me away and um, we had a lot of, uh, a lot of discussions and we kind of came to the conclusion that we wanted we, we, what we were doing in San Francisco wasn't sustainable. It was yeah. an hour commute each way Oof. mornings and evenings. And, um, and it wasn't the lifestyle we wanted. And, it, and ironically, it's a little less expensive in Kansas, a little more affordable. And sure. So, um, 10 years ago, January 2nd. So I'll be at my 10 year anniversary, of January 2nd, I stepped off a plane at MCI and the ramp wasn't working. And so they Use those old tiny stairs.
0: Oh wow. Wow. I rolled
1: up. Uh it was minus nine Whew. that day. And I thought, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> Even though it's cold in, in San Francisco, it's not that cold. No, it's never that cold. <laughs> so, um so uh, and uh worked in sales and then somehow got roped back into IT. And so
0: So that was, that was my question of, you know, you kind of went from this, this IT infrastructure at Intel, you moved into sales roles for years, and now you're back in the driver's seat of kind of the cutting edge of technology, you know, artificial intelligence. Go figure. Yeah. (laughs) So So I was just curious, uh, what have you found the most rewarding about that, about what you're doing now in industry?
1: You know, it's, it's scary. It's a scary time. um, I think when with AI, uh, Mm -hmm. the potential uh, the consequences of it, uh, will, imp- I, my belief will impact us tremendously. And so being at the frontier of that movement, um, m- makes me kind of excited and, um, hope, hope that maybe we can do it right. Uh, maybe we can employ it safely, maybe securely, maybe, um, you know, responsibly. And so, um, it's incredibly powerful and, um, I want to get it right. And so I'm excited that I even have an opportunity to even do anything with it and, um, make a difference. And so,
0: so, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. Um, and in fact, select quote, uh, you host, there's a, um, there's an artificial intelligence club here in Kansas city and, and you host at the select quote main offices, you host their meetup every month. Is that correct? I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. So what made you want to do that?
1: You know, uh, Early on, so about a year ago, I got excited about AI and uh, was deep in technology uh, and IT and uh, development. And I thought, well, I want to bone up on this. And so I went, traveled a lot. And I went to all the conferences that were out there (laughs) that I could go to and and schooled up on it. And I think the discussion uh, uh, of AI was really taking place during that time. And about six months ago, um, Slutquot said, hey, look, we want to take AI seriously here. And um, we want to give it the laser focused attention that we believe it's going to need. And so Dan would be interested in doing that, uh, leading that. And I I absolutely was because that was my passion. And so it's just a nice segue into that. And um, absolutely never thought I'd be doing this. Never thought I'd be in Kansas, never thought I'd be doing the n a i um it just shows what a putz like me can actually if if someone like me could do this the sky's the limit and so
0: so um just to share with the the listeners in Kansas City about what you're doing um and and i I've been involved in the in the artificial intelligence space and and kind of my day job for a little while now, and um I just wanted to share. Have you share some of the kind of results you have had? Because I know there's a lot of businesses out there who are saying, hey, hold on in Kansas City. Maybe I should wait and see, et cetera. Would you share some of kind
1: of – would you be willing to share with the audience some of the success yeah. results yeah. you've had? Sure, sure. So um, really, we're looking at uh, quick low, quick wins, low-hanging fruit. And sure. so not complicated stuff, but looking where we could employ AI. And um so quote, has several very successful call centers. And one of our, as should be, greatest expenses are our employees. And so sure. we wanted to throw AI in, into that mix and say use it to save people time on the phones, um, maybe pick up calls that we didn't have uh, the resources to handle. Uh, our business is secular in nature, depending on our divisions. And so it makes it a little more challenging Uh, For us to staff appropriately, Mm -hmm. because we might get hit with a big influx. And what do we do with those overflow calls? We might, you know. And so to be able to have the ability to scale up and down very rapidly with uh, using AI would be really important. So we identified generative voice as something that we really wanted to get into. Got it. And so um, for the last four months, we've been heads down and Certainly this is not, I'm not taking credit for this at all. We have some brilliant engineers, Eric Marshall, our director of AI has absolutely, um, uh, blows my mind. Every time I talk to him, uh, they were heads down developing generative voice bots. We didn't know what would happen. Uh, we put some out there 60 days ago. And I, uh, a couple of days ago, I asked, I was getting ready for the case, kCA AI club, I wanted to kind of share what the results were. We knew that it was working, um, but sometimes you're so focused yeah. on the tree. You don't really get the the view of the forest there. And so uh, I had the engineers pull, okay, how many people are we talking to? And um, and how many hours have we talked? And they gave me the numbers. And I said, well, that's obviously wrong. <laughs> Please go back. <laughs> After three times, I finally believe the numbers. Um, we've talked to a, at this point, it's much more, but as of a couple of days ago, last 60 days, over 165,000 successful clients, so I quote, engaged and spoke, held the full conversation with AI, with our internal AI unit. Um, it equated to more than 26,000 hours wow. of talk time. And today is our busiest day of the year. And um, right now, our bot is starting a new conversation actually holding multiple simultaneous conversations, but in starting a new conversation every four and a half seconds. Wow. It it picks up and it, it starts. And so, and, and it allows us to serve our clients better. Um, This translates into enormous savings uh, over a million in the last um, couple months. Wow. And, and that for us was stunning because We were just getting, we are just getting started and we, our plan, our roadmap um, involves a lot more that we really think is achievable um, will only produce even better
0: results. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit because there's a lot of myths around AI right now. And I understand the kind of it bleeds, it leads thing. You know, we focus on the negative, the job, there will be some job displacement, obviously Um, anytime the new technology is introduced, some people move into new fields but from a consumer standpoint side, you're talking about these these calls are being answered faster and at a better clip. I mean, I, I, I don't know
1: many people who love waiting on hold. No one does. So, And not many more people like talking to chat
0: <laughs> to yeah. these virtual yeah.
1: um, bots either. And so we needed to really field something. I'm, I am the worst when it comes to these bots. I will um, hang up if, if I reach mm-hmm. one normally. And so we needed to have something a little better. And mm-hmm. so we, we employed some really cutting edge technology developed by 11 labs mm-hmm. and, um, uh, grabbed whisper from OpenAI yep. and pulled that in so we could, um, understand what was happening on calls a little better. And, um, some of the stuff that these engineers are fielding now, um, I've never heard anything like it. Uh, we have a unit that will field um in February that it will absolutely blow people away when they. Um, so some amazing advancements are being made in that field.
0: And so in this particular case, it's not just about the savings, and everything else, but you're actually serving your clients better and in a way you couldn't possibly have done six months ago.
1: Correct. Yeah. They would have waited for 10 minutes. because <laughs> that mm-hmm. on a day yeah. like this where all call centers that, having to do with the product that we're, we're, we're offering right now, um, are absolutely flooded. And so to be able to serve more people um, more effectively, it's just a stellar, stunning result.
0: Um, overall, how are people responding to it,
1: the people who are using it? You, you know, um, I, I've been asked several times. We do track their sentiment, so mm-hmm. we know whether or not they're happy. And overall, sure. um, they seem pleased. Uh, we're not getting people calling in complaining about it. Sure. Uh, but the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. Because if they weren't happy, they'd hang up. And we wouldn't see the results that we're yeah. seeing. And so we think we're doing a halfway decent job so far.
0: I heard a I heard a study. Um, Walmart spent a good bit of money um, several years back. And they were trying to determine, I think it was, I don't want to misquote it, but I think it was, um, how long will someone wait in the line at customer service? And they found that the maximum time people will wait was about 16 minutes. Um, just when they went through and analyzed all the data you know, nobody wants to wait in customer service to return things but it turns out 16 minutes is kind of this critical mass point point. Hmm. and when somebody waits longer than that their their dissatisfaction levels go through the roof et cetera. they'll get up and leave and let's get fed up they'll sometimes not return the product they'll just leave it sitting there and just walk out and that overall kind of sours the brand yeah. and i was just thinking about i don't mind Call centers. I don't mind customer service, but I hate it when they say your call be answered in 45 minutes. Yeah. And I think that's kind of it. And so in a way, you're giving people time back in their lives that they can go do other things.
1: Yeah. And I look at it as, you know, if we're going to give people time back, we want to do it in a responsible way and we want them to have a really good experience. And so I don't want to like put a crummy bot out in front of them and press one for yes or two for no and and it not understand or comprehend. And we've all sat in situations like that and they just get frustrated. And so it really put a lot of onus on that team to deliver best in class results um, and to continue the iteration upon that. Because we're not where we need to be yet, um, where yeah, we want to be. But you're at the beginning
0: of the climb, right? We are. That's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. But imagine see what you'll see when you get reached the summit. You know? Yeah,
1: well, and that's my fear for companies that aren't really engaging th- with this technology because in a year, I expect my company to be much different than it is today. If I was waiting a year before I took these steps that we're moving right now, um, that would be behind. So
0: if you could put your finger on the most rewarding thing that you've done in the last six months at your job, what would it be?
1: Actually, just it, making that move to into AI. I mean, that is really, for me, it's been a, it's been a, almost a a restart of my career (laughs) because it's something I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And the fact that people give me money to do what I like doing.
0: Yeah.
1: How could I be that lucky? I mean, that's just an amazing gift. And so, um, yeah, for me, it's, um, I love it. I would probably do this if I won't get paid. Don't, Don't, I hope no one in select quotes watching this but anyways, but that, uh, so select that quote. excited Dan <laughs> saying he doesn't need more money. Not, not the truth. Not the <laughs> truth. No, ignore yeah.
0: this. <laughs> so, um, so in what other ways are you in kind of select quote, making Kansas city a better place to live, play and work?
1: Uh, well, um, a couple things. Uh, we, we host, uh, Kansas city AI club oh. We're we're going to be hosting the marketing, a MarTech, uh, group next month. Uh, on how to move ai into marketing efforts Mm -hmm. uh uh we have we give um oh yesterday i was at uh kcmo or kcmu uh speaking at several classes about ai and to the senior and junior uh groups there and um so we're, we're trying to get out in the community more and more really it is my belief i really want kansas city to have a say when it comes to AI. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to sit in San Francisco. doesn't have to live in New York. I mean, we're halfway there. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems to me like we're a good meeting spot. (laughs) And so um, I'd love to have the guys in San Francisco and the guys in New York to meet here. And let's let's have something happen here. You know, that's uh, really funny that you mentioned
0: that. Um, Kansas City, you know, um, if you've been watching the news, et cetera, just it became listed as a tech hub. Um, They did the analysis of um, technology in that country of like, you know... um, companies on the cutting edge of kind of software and technology. And I think we came in at number 19, I think it was the one that was. And so I'm mean, Seattle and Austin, you know, in sure. the top three, right. right? But uh, we were the only one that from a momentum standpoint had a huge upswing. It said the momentum in Kansas city is a six out of all the technology places in the country. So it looks like things are moving in the right direction here. And that's, I think that's kind of exciting.
1: It is. Maybe yeah. we
0: could bring the people together from San Francisco.
1: You know, if I was an their, engineer, um, and I, I, and I did live in San Francisco. Um, it's hard. Uh, they make a lot of money, mm-hmm. but they have to make a lot of money. Sure. Because um, it's so costly to live there. And uh, I could say I've, I've ex- had that experience moving from the Bay Area or a place that's expensive to a place that's just affordable. Um, is a, it's an enormous difference. Um, I had boys. I had kids. Mm-hmm. When I made that move and I wanted a different family life. I want to have the opportunity to see them. I don't want to have to wait an hour to get home. And if sure. they were sick, I didn't want to be far away from them or anything like that. And so uh, for them, uh, being able to spend more time with them in a community that was more, it, I want to say more, but it's very family centric here. And you have a different vibe. I've always heard this vibe about the Midwest kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, oh, uh, the Midwesterners are so much different than mm. guys out in California or whatever else. Didn't really get it until I was here. Mm. And um, I think it's just that it's a it's a very personable kind of feeling, welcoming kind of thing. I, when, I, when I moved out, I came out here. My kids are still in school. So my wife was out in California and we did the whole, I'd go back every other week to see the family and took them six months uh, to, to migrate out here. And that's six months I was here by myself. And I was so amazed if I was in the Bay Area, no one would say boo to me, got invited left and right to more dinners, um, that I could ever go to, uh, you know, people like watched out for me. It was, it was interesting. And I wouldn't have had that. I don't think I would have elsewhere. And, um, it really made it, it was an endearing kind of thing for me. It, it, um, made Kansas city a brighter place in my heart.
0: Yeah. That's exciting. That's really cool. So, um, what are other unique opportunities or challenges, um, that you see coming for Kansas city in the next come in the coming years?
1: You know, I think it's hard sometimes, and it goes back to the very beginning. Um, well, we have a lot of neat things happening out here, a lot of very innovative companies, but they're little. Mm -hmm. And so, um, if you're little, you have to be more scrappy, which is great. Um, but a lot of times you miss out on some, some opportunities that if you're on the West coast in those, in those tech hub areas, it's hard to get, um, to track good talent. Sometimes yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult. Um, and it, and, um, it's just, a, it's a, you feel a little disconnected or you might feel a little disconnected. And so I, my hope is, is that, and this is kind of why we're doing what we're doing. We want to kind of share, Hey guys, this is possible. We can do this. Um, where I have coffee with people from the AI club meetings all the time, um, to kind of like create this like atmosphere like, hey, this is what I'm doing. What are you doing over there? And uh, any pointers for what I'm doing. And and I I've always been the beneficiary in meetings like that, or typically coffees, so, um, because I'm picking their brains and they're picking my brain too. And I think that if we're all doing that more and more and more, it's going to just raise, um, tech in Casey.
0: So how do you, um, approach collaboration and fostering kind of, um, unity within the community? So you, you said at this, this technology, I mean, it's an insurance company, but it's, you're in the technology seat. Yeah. Okay. How do you foster bringing people together from these disparate things and, and helping Kansas city grow with that?
1: So, um. Before I jumped into AI, I did oversee all the development uh, uh, for the company. And uh, we have more software <laughs> things that we developed over the years that I can't even remember. Um, and I think I made the mistake during those years in not engaging with Kansas more. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of kept what we were doing in-house. And, it, and rightly so in some cases, because obviously IP is very... Uh, important for us. Um, With AI, I didn't have that ability because I needed to learn myself, Mm -hmm. right? And so I need to talk to a lot of people. And and in that exercise and doing that, I've learned so much more than I could have possibly thought I would have. And looking back like two years ago, three, four years ago, man, I wish I had done the same kind of thing because there's so much more that I could have learned. Um, just by talking to people, just by networking with people, just by sharing ideas. You don't have to share your crown jewels or your company or anything like that, but boy, just talking with others sparks all kinds of um, creative avenues that you could take. So, Absolutely. Can you
0: share uh, with our audience, can you share a uh, personal experience or lesson that has significantly shaped your career or perspective?
1: We were, we were given a task a few years ago to develop um, something close to AI. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't quite call it like AI, but I think most people might. Um, uh, and at the time, several of our engineers had just said, no, that's not, not possible. And for about six months, I kind of believed them. I got one guy that we hired and he looked at it and he said, well, is that really important? I said, yeah, it's really important. Um, He said, well, I can handle that. And normally I think I would have said, no, I want you to do other things. (laughs) That's a dead end. I'm glad I gave the guy a chance. Uh, And uh, what he was able to build was what we use it nowadays. Uh, Right now, I can't talk about it, but but it's an amazing bit of technology that has really been transformative in our company. Um, I think that that taught me everything's possible really it's just an issue of passion time and money and and a combination of those you know it varies but um i think the more or the takeaway for me from that and i've really tried to imply it is you know don't say no don't say it's not possible you could say hey we're not there yet the technology's not mature enough or it's going to take me longer or teams go longer or it's going to cost us so much money maybe it's not worth it um but don't discount things as quickly as um, I was my, for myself. I needed to not discount things as quickly as I. Previously
0: uh, what is one actionable piece of advice you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: Approach what you're doing with a sense of like curiosity. Constantly learn. Uh, you'd be surprised at the people that um, make a difference. They are the ones that are going through the YouTube videos. Trying to grapple with the problems themselves, I mean they're scrappy, I mean, a guy like me I mean I shouldn't be in i sh- yeah I'm surprised I, every morning I wake up thinking, my God, I work in AI what in the world um it it's It's impressive if you're constantly having that like learning mentality questioning, don't be afraid to ask the questions um be be hungry, be curious uh it's those people that just go to work every day and you kind of, and you might see them at times that that glassy eyed stare and, you know, they're there for their eight hours. Um, that would be a miserable experience, uh, Mm -hmm. existence for me. And so, um, you know, I, I think if you want to move your career forward, if you want to make a difference, you got to stay hungry. You need to be pressing. You need to be learning. You need to be asking the questions, not be afraid to, Sound dumb. I mean, you could talk to the people that I work with all the time. Yeah, half the time, I ask stupid questions, <laughs> but I'm asking the questions because I need that information, and so I'm not staying silent. I try not to. Um.
0: So aside from um, you know, saying yes to having coffee with people, how do you personally stay uh, connected, and informed, and engaged in with the Kansas
1: City community? Uh, you know, um, I. I, um, when I moved out here, I got to go, I started to visit the Nelson napkins on the weekends Ah. because, um, it's a big museum here and, uh, I didn't have, my family wasn't here. So the off weekends when I wasn't traveling back, I was renting a room from a, a guy, uh, the room was in the basement. His name was Lewis, really nice guy, but, um, what are you going to do? Like stay in Lewis's basement (laughs) (laughs) on the weekend? I don't want to do that. That wasn't fun. And. So I was looking for things to do in Kansas City and the the museum was there. And so a lot of times I would just go and enjoy the museum. And um, a couple of years ago, I thought, you know, maybe maybe they need some help there. And so you'll find me um, on the weekends manning a little booth in the Kirkwood Hall. Um, uh, And I'll be there and I'll be I'll be helping people. Actually, the, the best thing, the most common question I get asked is, where's the restrooms? And I'm really good. I know where all the restrooms are there now. Um, but being able to give back that way, Harvesters is another one that I'm pretty active in. And, um, you know, just getting engaged in things like that. What do you love most about Kansas City? And what have you found
0: that makes it stand out from other places you've either been or, or lived in? Hands
1: down the people hands down the people. Um, uh, it, I don't once, I don't know how it worked out that way, but, uh, Midwesterns just have a little different, I think a different work ethic, a different way of looking at the world. Maybe, um, the pace is a little different here than on either the coast. And so maybe they have a little more time to reflect or be introspective on things, but they're just so welcoming. Um, so conscientious, uh, Super hard workers. Uh, I've just been super impressed with it. That. That's what's endured me to Kansas.
0: Are there any um, other local leaders or influencers in Kansas City who inspire you? And if so, um, who would they be, and why do they inspire you?
1: Sound like I'm <laughs> sucking up here, but uh, you can name drop. It's fine. Yeah, no, my CEO Tim Danker, um, nice guy, uh, a very personable. Uh, very fair, very level-headed, um, sometimes with engineers that, you know, you're sitting late night, or early morning calls, and you'd be amazed at the things we get in arguments about <laughs> the commas or the parentheses or whatever else. And no, you should have this function or that function. Um, Tim just approaches everything very calmly, uh, very level-headedly. And I, I wish I, I could. Um, have that ability um, and something I strive to have more of. and so
0: how do you see the future of Kansas City and what role do you hope to play in that future?
1: I think I think uh, the future for Kansas City is extremely uh, bright. Um, one, I do think I agree. I'm, I didn't know about that tech where we ranked in in tech, but I think that this is going to this is an attractive place to do uh, technology. I think that we have a lot of companies here. That desperately want to get in the game that are starting to see like, and they're realizing that maybe we don't have to be on the coast to be a tech company. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't have to employ people only there. We have to have a presence there because I think a lot of companies here kind of gave up. (laughs) Maybe they're like, well, we're not on the coast and we can't afford it or whatever else. I don't believe that's the case anymore. I think we have an amazing, I know we have amazing talent. I get to work with them all every day. Uh, and they are local, and I think the more that um, companies see success from other companies in this market, uh, the more they'll they'll dive into it. And I think I think this is going to I I think the sky's the limit for Kansas City.
0: Uh, this is probably the most important question to interview.
1: Um,
0: best barbecue in Kansas City. <laughs> okay. Who is it, and where is it, and why? You're going to hate me. I don't say you're vegan. I am. (laughs) Are you really? I am. I am. am. Okay.
1: So for me, it would be Joe's KC Barbecue Uh because they had the Portobello Z-Man.
0: How's that? That is a very good (laughs) answer. That is a very good answer. Uh, We discovered early on, I'm not from here, but we discovered that all Kansas Kansas Cityans, whether they like barbecue or not, are very opinionated about their barbecue.
1: Well, actually, that was the one thing that um, when I came out here, I was always introduced. This is Dan Savino. He's from San Francisco. He's a vegan.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. We won't hold that against you. That's what I would yeah, totally I heard a, that a lot. It's so. totally a fun thing. Um, so uh what do you what steps would you suggest to someone who wants to make a difference in Kansas City? What would
1: you say, hey, do this? You know, get involved. You know, go out. Uh, you know, whatever your passion is, there's probably a club out here for it. There's probably probably an opportunity to volunteer or give back. Uh getting out out there networking, not being insular within a company, but actually trying to give back. Um I've been a beneficiary of that. Uh immensely and um it's made made Kansas City even um it's endured it even more to me. Would you are there any local
0: events or organizations or pe- uh um that you would recommend to our listeners like you need to know about this. You need to check this place out.
1: Well, I I I'm a huge, obviously I'm a huge proponent of Nelson Atkins. I think their mission is just on, on spot. I, they execute so well at their events. Um, their collection is amazing. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about the work that they're doing there, uh, with kids, with teenagers, young adults, elderly people. They have, they, they're, they're firing all pistons right now. And it's just so impressive to me. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm just the dude sitting at the corner desk at the Kirkwood Hall. They, Not many people there even know me, but I I watch what's happening there, and I'm constantly just amazed. And so um, hats off to that organization. I don't know the board of directors or anything like that. I just play a little, little teeny part and am the beneficiary of all the work that they've done. And I see what they're doing in the community every week, um, and it it just really blows me away.
0: Um, how can our listeners get involved or support your initiatives like the AI club or the other things you're doing, or if they want engineering jobs, I don't know.
1: Uh, we're always, we're constantly looking. So I would say, come out to the KC AI club. Um, hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, we have several, uh, I don't know how many followers I have seven, 8,000 people or something like that. Uh, get engaged, reach out to me. I'm, I'm not shy. I'd love to meet with people. And, um, I, I have a lot of people at SelectQuote that would love to get engaged, too. They feel just the same way as I do. Um, and so we want to get out in the community. We want to make a difference. And uh, we know a t- thing or two about a thing or two and would be willing to share with people and advice. Is there any, um, any last thought you'd like to leave with
0: our listeners today?
1: Yeah, I mean, the curiosity thing for me has always made a big difference. Um, That has actually been probably the biggest, I guess, thing in my life. Um, that being curious, curious, and I also say, follow your passion. Cause I, I haven't always, I thought I was always a tech guy. Mm. Uh, and there was a time where I was like, I'm done with tech. And I wasn't, <laughs> I got back into it. It wasn't that slug like, quote twisted my arm or anything like that. I, was, I gravitated to that. And um, I, I would say, If I had to do it over again, I'd follow my passions a little more. And so follow your passions. um, You'll be surprised where it takes you.
0: Um, I want to give a hearty thanks to Dan Savino today for coming on the show and uh, helping make Kansas City a better place to live, play, and work. Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. Honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you for listening to the KC Leaders Podcast. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen. For more information about this podcast, you can visit kcleaderspodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our other great podcasts like The Buck Stops Here, streaming now on all major platforms and at thebuckstopsearpodcast.com.